Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. And this is a show where we hang out and just talk about life issues and apply scripture to it and kind of see what goes. And Dave's an old man and I'm a young man. And uh, I say that in all love and respect. Um, but Generational perspective. That's right. That's right. That's a little Asian and all that. And we actually just talked about that, Dave. You know, I, I shared a recent story. It's not my current story because it was like a year or two ago about my furnace mm. um, at my old house mm. and how it was on Christmas Eve and it just wasn't producing heat it was the things were firing but it wasn't lighting if that makes sense yep it does so i couldn't figure it out and the people that i knew i couldn't get a hold of and so i had to call in somebody yep first thing the guy did he came and checked the exhaust and the intake one of them was plugged unplugged it fired right up 160 bucks later i learned that lesson there you go (laughs) that was an expensive 160 that's right that's right but the reason we talked about that is because as an older person I've seen it. You've seen it, and the first thing you check is the pipes. Exactly. The you first know. thing I go out is check and make sure those pipes are clean. As in the studio today, the heat was off. It was. It's. It's slightly chilled. Went outside. Pipes were frozen. Went and got a ladder. Went and got one of our maintenance guys with a screwdriver. We pounded it out. It's all fixed. We're ready to go. It didn't cost us a dime. That's right. And that comes with experience. And really, we hope. I think in the younger, um, older program, if if we can try and gain some perspective. Right. You know, you know, I've said it many times, I don't think I'm very smart. I'm just experienced. And once you're experienced, you can say, no, I've, I've done that. And right. I've understood this and I've walked through this. And one of the joys in life is being able to share that with another generation and say, let's, let's, let's bridge that gap and see if we can get you successful. Because the principles actually will never change. Right. The principle for the furnace will never change. Never. It, it needs air. Right. If it doesn't have air, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're done with that one. Right. Um, there are other principles. I, I cringe. Um, some young people have called me and their toilet's leaking. And, uh, you know, my own daughter would call and say, my toilet's leaking. And I'm thinking, boy, this is a quick fix. <laughs> and she's thinking, I'm calling a plumber. And she did. And it got very expensive. And I thought, you know what? When I come down, she has two bathrooms. And so when I come down, I'm going to show you how to do this on the other one. That's right. Because it's really simple. It really is. And, and I wasn't mad at her or anything. Right. I almost felt like a failure as a dad. Like, <laughs> I can't believe you can't change that. Right. But then I realized, no, you can't. I mean, you've never seen it. You've, right. You don't know what the problem is. And it's really a rather simple fix. Yep. And I think sometimes in life there are simple fixes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what we we're hoping to talk about, some simple fixes. Hey, have you, uh, do you have a favorite book in the Bible? A favorite book in the Bible? My personal favorite book is Philippians. Okay. I was wondering if that's even legal or spiritual or anything. I don't know. But, I don't you know. know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. It, for me, it's whatever book I'm reading that's at true. the time, yeah. and I'll change it. Uh, my wife likes to make fun of me a little bit and ask me what phase I'm in, you know, yeah. whatever phase I'm in, like, I have slippers. Yes. I, I have different slippers here, I, here at the studio. I now. call it your flavor of the month day. Yeah, it Because is. You, get, you get excited about things. and it's I do. And I like regular. doing that. Yeah. So And, and I know <laughs> I do it. So it's like, no. Nope. It's somewhat comical. What am I going to do now? <laughs> What's Dave into these days? Yeah. Well, I had these, these slippers at home that don't have back ends on them, you know, whatever they oh, call yep. those things. Yep. And I decided I don't like those. So I got slippers that have back, back ends, ends on, on them. them. So you like back ends. For a while. Yep. Now, now I'm going back to the ones without the, and I thought, oh, I'll try these others for so a while So did you again. get rid of the first pair in order to get the second no, pair? No, I keep, did you hang on I keep here in the studio, I keep the pair I don't want at home. So now you flip-flopped. I did. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I took those home. So that that's the way that is. So, you know, it, the funny thing is you can look at your life and you can say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not like everyone else. I'm a bad person, whatever else in any way you want. Or you yeah. can enjoy the ride. Oh, yeah. You know, and you're going to be different than everybody else. Well, that's okay. It's okay. Is it? Not, 
I'm not talking about different. I'm I'm an evil person. I'm stealing. I'm doing this. That's not what I'm talking about. Right. Personality wise, right. you got to embrace who your you are. Personality. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I am slightly more of an extrovert than an introvert. I'm a mid range. Yeah, I am too. And I'm as I'm getting older, I'm feeling more introverted. Really. As uh, and when I was younger, I was more extroverted. I could see that. Yeah. And I don't know that that is natural or unnatural. Some psych- psychoanalyst will have to tell us what we are. But the, <laughs> the one thing I've understood is that the true introverts and the true extroverts are very valuable members to any team. Right. But they're so different. Oh, very much so. And, and if we're going to make them successful, you have to let them be who they are. Right. Um, in fact, uh, at church, uh, if I'm setting up for something, I will set up what I call the introvert chairs which is I'll take three chairs, I'll put them in each corner. Okay. And then the rest of the room is left open for the extroverts to do the limbo. Right. You know, I mean, it's like the introverts aren't going to want to do the limbo. Right. But everybody else is going to want to mingle in the middle and talk and grab everybody and, and in the middle of their conversation get torn away to talk to another person in the middle of their conversation. And I mean, they're going to do that. The extrovert will be totally frustrated by that. Mm-hmm. They want to sit with one or two other people and have a discussion. Right. So it's kind of interesting. I'll just go around and set up the introvert chairs. Yeah. And and really, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just accommodating for personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to encourage um, our listeners. If you if you're an introvert, here's what I know for sure: you are constantly intimidated and actually feel like your introversion is something that is a problem. But it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. And if you're an extrovert. There's nothing wrong with the introverts. There's nothing wrong with the introverts, and you got to stop telling them there's something wrong with them. Right. Because uh, they are exercising their gifts that you will need down the road. Right. And you are exercising yours that they will need, and you need to learn how to cause each other to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, family stuff. I mean, it starts with family. Like, it, there's a book in the Bible, James. 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 Jaime. James is the. I guess he would be the half brother of Jesus. The half brother, yes, could be, um, yes. That's they, he's correct. known as the brother of Jesus, but we understand why he would be the half brother because he had a real father on earth, and Jesus' father was God. Yeah. But James, can you imagine growing up with Jesus? Yeah, I mean, you would. Jesus was. It's like having a brother that's always right. Yeah. Could you look at him and go? You think you're right all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd never win any fight. No. Like. <laughs> Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? <laughs> and Jesus would just go, yeah. <laughs> How else do you argue that way? I mean, imagine James. Mom, Jesus did this. Okay, James. <laughs> you know, kind of like nodding your head and rolling and around. And he did like, it okay. right, James. <laughs> he was right, James. Oh, like you he, were wrong. Like he's always right. <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't know how they deal with it. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't. You just wonder, like a glimpse into the childhood. You know? Family dynamics. Uh, I mean, do we know the age difference between? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Either. I don't. Someone might. There somebody might be, probably does. If somebody does, and they email us that, um, we will tell be, you our favorite tea as a thank you. We'll 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 let you in on our favorite tea because that is <laughs> need to know information. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's really important stuff. Um, it's because Dave's Packers aren't doing good, so that's no, all he has to offer. No, they're not, man. No, they're so, they're only doing better than the worst teams in the league, like the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyways, James, the book of James. You know, I, I, when you think about the family dynamic, 
Yeah. All right. You got you got you got brothers, sisters. You know, half brothers, half sisters, whatever. You've got this guy Joseph and Mary, the mother. Joseph disappears from Scripture. Do you know where he went? No. No one does. I don't. No think. one does. So he's just kind of disappeared. So most likely, Mary was a single mom, mm-hmm. raising you know having these kids. And I don't know when that happened either. We know right. that he was still around when when uh, Jesus went to the temple right. and that kind of thing. But all of a sudden, he's just kind of gone. And Mary's kind of on her own. There's just interesting family dynamics. I would encourage those who are listening to us to read the book of James through cover to cover and just kind of enjoy what Jesus' brother had to say because he starts off by saying something very interesting. He says, James, comma, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm wondering, what would it take for a brother to get to the point where they would acknowledge their brother mm. as God. Right. I mean, what would it take to do that? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that people today don't acknowledge Jesus as God that aren't his brother. Right, right. And that it would be easier if you're not his brother. Because mm-hmm. James knew things. Right. Mary knew things. And they recognized him as God. Imagine that if somebody knew you extremely well like Jesus did, and he still was who he said he was to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of important. I think within your own family, if you'd say you love God, he- here's the dilemma too in the chapter, I mean in the book. Yeah. When you say stuff about Christianity, but you don't live stuff about Christianity, mm-hmm. do you really believe what you said? Right. And that's what James is really talking about, like the whole book. Are you, can you believe something but live as if you don't believe it? I, I, I would struggle. I, I don't think you can, you know, because if you truly, you know, are embracing something, you know, especially something as life-changing as, say, Jesus, and your life doesn't change, are you actually believing that and embracing it, you know? Yeah. I mean, if, if I were to believe that the stove is hot, Right. You know, but I continue to touch the hot flame. Right. Do I believe the stove is... I mean, that's a silly illustration, but it's almost the same... Okay, let, let me you give know. you... Let's have a story here. Let's, let's say... That's story. Story time. Uh, I'm going to have you... Story time with I'm going to see if you can believe something. I'm, I'm walking... I, I'm supposed to meet you at Starbucks for some latte of some sort, some some pumpernickel latte or whatever they have over there. <laughs> and and so we're. I'm looking forward to this pumpernickel latte... And as I'm walking down the street, I'm supposed to meet you at 9 o'clock, and you're there at 9 like you would be, and I'm, I'm not there. It's 9.30, it's 10 o'clock, and you're about to leave. You've had like four pumpernickel lattes. Snickerdoodles. Snickerdoodle lattes or whatever. And so I'm, 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 you're waiting for me, and all of a sudden I show up. Yep. And I say, oh, man, Jason, you know, I'm sorry I'm late. Uh, you know, I'm not normally late. Yeah, you're not. And I say, you know what, though? Here I was. I was walking down the street, and this guy from the 40th floor of, of this building dropped a 10,000 pound weight on my head. Yeah, it really slowed me up a bit. <laughs> but I'm here, so let's have the, the lattes. Right. How you doing on believing that story? I wouldn't believe it one second. Why? Because you wouldn't be talking to me. So You'd be a pancake. Right. You know, I had an encounter with, yeah. with a weight that big, with something that awesome and that powerful. Yeah. It would show. Right. There's no way that my body, my life would not reflect the fact that I got hit by that weight. Right. When people talk about having an encounter with Almighty God and it doesn't show, yeah. 
what am I supposed to do or what are you supposed to do? Do you believe them? Right. I mean, I think the question in the second half of the program that we're going to have to uh, unwrap a little bit is, how does really being a Christian affect you? Mm-hmm. I mean, does it affect you? And how does it affect you? Right. And I think that that's a great question because I think if, if you truly know Christ, it should affect you. Because, it's a big deal, I would it's, think. Because it's a big deal. It's bigger than getting hit by a 10,000-pound chunk of hunk, you know, concrete or right. something. Because then the, the opposite question is, you know, if, if somebody's listening and they're following this conversation, is that if, if I say that I've encountered God, but that yet I'm, my life hasn't changed, so am I giving it them, begs the question, have I really encountered God? Yeah, and, you know? and, and are we having a bunch of people bring people to quote, follow God, who don't follow God in the first place, and who are they following then? Right. I mean, are they following some what? Some, something they heard in a song? Are they following something they heard somebody say? Or right. What are you really following? I'm, I'm thinking that if you really had an encounter with God, yeah. your life would show that you had an encounter with God. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, and I want the people that are listening to honestly evaluate, have you really had an encounter with God? Right. And, and if your life is, is just like everybody else who hadn't had an encounter with God, mm-hmm. I'm thinking you didn't. Right. And I would agree. So that's an evaluation process. And that's really what the book of James, I think, is about. It, it really helps us evaluate whether what we're saying is honest or not. Right. And I think that's, that's a great starting point is to look at this book and, and really apply it to our lives and say, all right, you know, we beg the question, can you really encounter Jesus and your life not change? Is that even possible? And, and we're talking about the book of James and we haven't dove into it yet or divin, d- 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 dove into it. Yet. You're asking me English, don't do it. Because <laughs> we haven't jumped into the book of James yet. We're, I went to Chicago public school. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you're the educator, Dave. I'm the educator. You're the education, Dave. I, I have an I have my master's in education. And depending on who you talk to, you might even have a doctorate and a, a doctorate. And and you might even be ordained. And, <clears throat> and it might be nothing else either. It might. It might. Right. It might all have been gotten from the internet. The interwebs. Did you ever think of that? The dark side of the internet. The Isn't side. there a dark side? I've, yeah. I've heard advertised the dark side. Yeah, it's. Um, That's the Chicago Bears website, isn't it? Oh. Isn't aren't they on the dark side? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Just I, I never go to their website, so it's okay. Um, but let, let's jump into the book of James. So we, we, we have this question that we've posed. Can you be a Christian and encounter Jesus without and your life not change? Um, and I think James, you know, in his book, in his letter, specifically talks to that. I mean, here's the, the half-brother of Jesus. Um, and it's interesting because he acknowledges that at the beginning of the book, you know, the fact that Jesus is God, you know, it says James, the servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's kind of, you know, specifically saying, you know, I realize that my brother is the Lord as well. And, and so we're going to jump into this and we're going to jump down, I think, to verse 22 of chapter one. Yeah. You know what? There's a great question here. A great question. Great question. Great question. Great question. What's a great question? Can you act? Like you had an encounter with God and not have an encounter with God. Can you act like you had an encounter in God and not? I think, you, I think yes, you can. Okay. I think you can too because you can be a faker. Right. You, you could can be put a on, pretender. You could, put, you could act. Right. And so I could be in church and act and I could act like I Go love God. Emotions, okay. right. Here, let me ask you another one. Can you actually have an encounter with God and not act like you've had one? So you actually encounter God. 
can you act like you haven't? I would say no. Exactly. Because the very fact that you encountered him would change the way that you view. Why would you want to act like you didn't encounter him? Okay, exactly. So if I were to ask you, do you, do you love your wife? I do. Okay. Um, and then I, I would watch you. That means I would never see you flirting with another lady. Right. Because if you were flirting with another lady, you weren't acting as if you were faithful and mm-hmm. loving to your wife. Right, right. Now, but, but if in your mind you went and said, I'm just not going to flirt, but I'm really not faithful to my wife, but in public I'm going to make sure it looks that way. Right. That doesn't make you faithful to your wife. Right. See, I mean, what's really hard here is we, we get this behavior thing mixed up. Right. Um, and behavior isn't a bad thing, by the way. If, if you don't agree with God or understand God, you would still be wise to listen to him. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't solve anything. Right. Now, let me read the verse to you. It says this. In verse 22, it says, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. So, he, so here's what happens. You, you act like somebody who had an encounter with God, and so you think you did. Mm-hmm. But you never did because it's all an act. Right. Right. Whoa, this is pretty serious. That is pretty serious. Yeah. Do you ever see that in kids? I mean, they, they, if you said there was a good kid, have you ever been surprised by somebody who you considered a good person, good kid, and then as time went on, you realized they're evil? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, why does that happen? Because they were good. Well, they appeared to be good. They appeared to be good. They appeared to love Jesus. Yeah. So... Can I throw a, an educational something here? Oh, I would love uh, okay. education. Okay, so I'm, 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 my background is education, and so I have to go into that mode. There's, in education, there's two things that we do when we teach. The first thing is that, that we actually condition people. Yeah. You've heard of the Pavlonian dogs, and they, they condition them, and they salivate and all that kind of stuff. So you basically can condition people. You do that to your children all the time. In other words, you tell them they need to do this, and if they do, they get a reward. And if they don't, they get punished. It's not that they understand it necessarily. It's that they, if they don't, they get punished. Let me give you a scenario. Uh, your son comes to you and says, um, Dad, I want to uh, touch the stove. Mm-hmm. What are you going to tell him? Don't do it because it's okay. hot. I'm going to play your son now. All right? Okay. Uh, what do you mean hot? It'll burn you. It'll, it'll make you feel... Don't worry, It'll it won't you. burn me. I It'll can put my you. hand up there, it won't burn me. It'll hurt you. No, I, I can put my pain. hand up there, it won't burn me. But it will. No, it won't. I'm going to do it. Well, then when you cry, I'll say I told you so. Okay. So you, there, you took the approach of go ahead and learn the hard way. Yeah. Somebody else might take the approach of if you do it, if, you know, then don't do it because I told you and I'll spank you. Right. Okay, so either way, that's an approach you take. Right. Eventually, the child will learn. Right. Now, let's say the child never went and touched the stove because they were afraid they were going to get a spanking from you. Right. They're 30 years old now. Right. They're married. Their wife says, go put this on the stove. I can't. I'll get a spanking from my dad. (laughs) Oh, that'd be funny. That's conditioning. Right, right. Okay. Now, at some point, it needs to slide over to education. There has to be a point. And your mind, Jason, went right to the education side. Right. Instead of the, the conditioning side, you went to the education side. Right. Where you would say, okay, touch the stove. Right. Go ahead. I'm going to turn gonna it, believe me. I'm going to turn right. it on for you. Right. Boom. Ah. 
You know, they learn that way. Now he won't touch the stove in the future because he's been educated. Right. Here's what's happening. If you're listening uh, to this program and you're a young person and you've grown up in the church, you've known all of the behaviors you're supposed to do and you do them. Mm -hmm. So when you get out of high school, everybody looks at you and says, what a good boy or girl you are. Right. And you've believed it. But they've all been conditioning. They've all been things that you've been told to do, and you have done them because the reward to you was great. The punishment was less. It was the path you took. You have not encountered God. You do not know why you're doing these things. And then you get into college, and everything seems to fall apart because you never really understood the reasons why you did them. Mm -hmm. It is extremely important that you begin to grab the reasons behind why you do things. Right. And you can do that by reading the Bible. I mean, okay. that's what it's talking about here. It's not about if you've had an encounter with God and you know what God's Word says, then you're going to have a behavior that follows what you know. Right. But your behavior alone does not say you know God. Mm -hmm. Important to understand. And that's a key understanding because I think a lot of us, you know, begin believing the lie that we're living. Right. You know, and I think that's what that verse gets into is like, be doers of the Word and I hear only... only and not here is only deceiving yourselves, you know, because we might not realize this, but we can actually deceive ourselves and start believing the lies that we've been telling ourselves the more that we do it. Oh, we do. You I know. mean, we do. The word deception is so difficult to deal with. Right. If, if you're being deceived right now, Jason, do you know it? No. So how are you going to fix it? By exposing myself to the truth. Exactly. But if you're not exposing yourself right, to the truth then, and then you're I, deceived right, by something. Then I might not even know that I have to fix it. And I just keep on going the way that I'm living. And then you, you end up saying things like, man, life doesn't work. It's helpless. It's hopeless. No, it's not. Right. You know, what you're doing is you've been deceived. Jeremiah 17, 9 tells us that the heart is deceitful, which is a thought process. Right. The heart is deceitful above all things. And there's another phrase in there, desperately wicked. And then there's another comment there that goes, who can know it? Right. In other words, if you really knew that, you'd fix it. Right. But what happens is we try and live our life apart from God. Right. And when we do that, and then we go to church and stuff, we say, no, I love God. No, if you really loved God and you had an encounter with God, you would show that you loved God. Right. And you would live like you loved God. Mm -hmm. So in your life, what happens is you're, you're realizing that your real private life and what you do with it demonstrates what you really believe about God. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes you need to go back and learn who God is because you're, you're in trouble. The rest of that verse goes on and says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word, you mm -hmm. hear what God says, but it doesn't affect you. Right. It's like looking at himself in a mirror and then you forget what you look like the minute you walk away from the mirror. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I have done that more than I would like. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, uh, my wife will look at me and I come out somewhere and she goes, did you forget to comb your hair? <laughs> it's like, huh? Huh? What are you talking about? What you be talking my hair is going like, like yours. You know what I mean? It's all over the place. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, and, I, and, I'll go, and I'll go back and I go, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I was busy doing something else. You know, I, I got out of the shower, did something, and I got in my I got focused on something else. And yeah. before you know it, I'm ready to go out the door. My hair sticking up all over the place, and it's like, no, you looked in the mirror, 
Right, but I forgot. Right. How fast can you forget? So you hear the, the Bible being taught, you read the Bible, and you actually like it. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, that's, that, I should apply that. You walk out the door, and it's gone. Right. That happens so often, and we can't allow that to happen. And, and here, here, here's, what, here's the, the, the answer, I think, is earlier where he says, he's got to practice, excuse me, you've got to practice being doers, not just hearers. So if you hear something, right. Get in the habit of doing it. Right. When you know something, get in the habit of doing it. Right. That, that can be a lifestyle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also drive people nuts. Right. I want to encourage you in, in a way, Jason, here. Here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about in your life when you have an idea to improve something, write it down somewhere. Yeah. And then schedule to get it done. In other words, don't let good ideas get away from you. Go to waste. Don't let it happen. Get in the habit and what will happen then is, as you read the Bible and you get an idea, right. you'll write it down and you'll say, I got I to gotta think about this. Why doesn't my life reflect this? And all of a sudden, the Bible becomes living and sharper than two, a two-edged mm-hmm. sword. It starts to guide your thought process and guide your think. Good stuff. Right, right. And, and in that process, you begin to say, knowing God and knowing his word is actually affecting how I live my daily life. Right. And that's what people who have had an encounter with God do. It, it's not that you can't do that without an encounter with God, but that doesn't mean that you've had an encounter with God. Right. In other words, you're not listening to God. The encounter with God thing, might, people might be thinking we're waiting for him to get hit in the head with a sledgehammer right, or right. something. Well, well, and I think that's a good thing to point out because one of the key things, and, and I think we're assuming it here, it says be doers of the word. You know, Encountering God means that we're getting to know God. Right. Do, I, do I get to know God without reading the Bible, Dave? No. Is there any way to get to know God without reading the Bible? No. You know, and I think, I think that's a big step that some of us are missing is that we think we, we're growing in our relationship with God by singing these worship songs. And yes, there's some truth in those because they're based on Scripture, but that isn't Scripture. In order for us to really encounter God and to see that life change in us and to become doers of the Word, we have to be, keyword in the Word. You know, and I think that, especially nowadays— is something that, that we're missing. And I think that, that that's a very but important is the thing. But Bi- isn't the Bible confusing when you read it, isn't it? it? There's so many versions and it says all kinds of stuff. I, you know, we should do a program talking about the Bible and, yeah. and how, I think how you read it. And how to read it and yeah. how to understand it. Because yes, there's some big words in there. Yes, there's things where if you read a chapter, it lists off a bunch of numbers at times and you're like, why am I even reading this? But it, it's understanding what the, the purpose of the Bible is and, and yep. how to do it. And there's so many resources, Dave, especially now in this technological world. Yep. Um, and I think that'd be a great opportunity for those out there listening, saying, all right, I want to change. I want to do something. I want to you know, actually encounter God. We want to help you do that. And so we're going to do a show on that upcoming. So you'll have to, to stick with us. And we'll talk about how to read the Bible, what to do, how to you know, make it worthwhile for you. Um, that way you can grow and you can be a doer of the word rather than somebody who looks in this mirror and walks away as if they didn't even look in the mirror. And then you have hair like Dave and you're wondering how in the world did that happen? You know, because you, you don't wish. want that. Um, so if you're out there and you're listening, you've been challenged today, I encourage you to do something about it. Don't just sit there and continue to go along with the act and living the lie. Um, you can reach out to us, go to relate365.com. And if you want somebody to talk to, just go to the bottom of the page and we'd love to talk to you. Shoot us an email. Otherwise you can listen to, you know, some of our podcasts and previous shows. We love to connect with you. We love for you to stay a part of this conversation. But until next time, we will see you here on Younger and Older with Jason and Dave.
As Jason said, we invite you to go to silverbirchranch.org and check out our camping options. And if you're a young person looking for one year of college study where you learn about God and how to serve, we can do that. Nicolaybibleinstitute.org. We hope that we can serve you in the future.